Section 5 of The Curious Book of Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Curious Book of Birds by Abby Farwell Brown. Halcyone the story of the first kingfisher is a sad one and you need not read it unless for a very little while you wish to feel sorry long long ago when the world was new there lived a beautiful princess named halcyone she was the daughter of old aeolus king of the winds and lived with him on his happy island where it was his chief business to keep in order the four boisterous brothers boreas the north wind zephyrus the west wind oster the south wind and eurus the east wind sometimes indeed aeolus had a hard time of it for the winds would escape from his control and rush out upon the sea for their terrible games which were sure to bring death and destruction to the sailors and their ships knowing them so well for she had grown up with these rough playmates Halcyone came to dread more than anything else the cruelties which they practiced at every opportunity. One day the prince Six came to the island of King Aeolus. He was the son of Hesperus, the evening star, and he was the king of the great land of Thessaly six and halcyone grew to love each other dearly and at last with the consent of good king aeolus but to the wrath of the four winds the beautiful princess went away to be the wife of six and the queen of thessaly for a long time they lived happily in their peaceful kingdom but finally came a day when Six must take a long voyage on the sea to visit a temple in a far country. Halcyone could not bear to have him go, for she feared the dangers of the great deep, knowing well the cruelty of the winds, whom King Aeolus had such difficulty in keeping within bounds she knew how the mischievous brothers loved to rush down upon venturesome sailors and blow them into danger and she knew that they especially hated her husband because he had carried her away from the island where she had watched the winds at their terrible play she begged six not to go but he said that it was necessary then she prayed that if he must go he would take her with him, 
for she could not bear to remain behind dreading what might happen but six was resolved that halcyone should not go the good king longed to take her with him no more than she could he smile at the thought of separation but he also feared the sea not on his own account but for his dear wife in spite of her entreaties he remained firm if all went well he promised to return in two months time but halcyone knew that she would never see him again as now he spoke the day of separation came standing heartbroken upon the shore halcyone watched the vessel sail away into the east until as a little speck it dropped below the horizon then sobbing bitterly she returned to the palace now the king and his men had completed but half their journey when a terrible storm arose the wicked winds had escaped from the control of good old aeolus and were rushing down upon the ocean to punish six for carrying away the beautiful halcyone fiercely they blew the lightning flashed and the sea ran high and in the midst of the horrible tumult the good ship went to the bottom with all on board thus the fears of halcyone were proved true and far from his dear wife poor six perished in the cruel waves that very night when the shipwreck occurred the sad and fearful halcyone sleeping lonely at home knew in a dream the very calamity which had happened she seemed to see the storm and the shipwreck and the form of six appeared saying a sad farewell to her as soon as it was light she rose and hastened to the seashore trembling with a horrid dread standing on the very spot whence she had last seen the fated ship she looked wistfully over the waste of stormy waters at last she spied a dark something tossing on the waves the object floated nearer and nearer until a huge breaker cast before her on the sand the body of her drowned husband oh dearest sick she cried it is thus that you return to me Stretching out her arms toward him, she leaped upon the sea-wall, as if she would throw herself into the ocean, which advanced and retreated, seething around his body. But a different fate was to be hers. As she leaped forward, two strong wings sprouted from her shoulders, and before she knew it she found herself skimming lightly as a bird over the water from her throat came sounds of sobbing which changed as she flew into the shrill piping of a bird 
soft feathers covered her body and a crest rose from the forehead which had once been so fair halcyone was become a kingfisher the first kingfisher who ever flew lamenting above the waters of the world the sad bird fluttered through the spray straight to the body that was tossed upon the surf as her wings touched the wet shoulders and as her horny beak sought the numb lips in an attempt to kiss what was once so dear the body of six began to receive new life the limbs stirred a faint color returned to the cheeks at the same moment a change like that which had transformed halcyone began to pass over her husband he too was becoming a kingfisher he too felt a thrill of wings upon his shoulders wings which were to bear him up and away out of the sea which had been his death he too was clad in soft plumage with a kingly crest upon his kingly head with a faint cry half of sorrow for what had happened half of joy for the future in which these two loving ones were at least to be together six rows from the surf swept sand where his lifeless limbs had lain and went skimming over the waves besides halcyone his wife so those unhappy mortals became the first kingfishers happy at last in being reunited so we see them still flying up and down over the waters of the world royal forms with royal crests upon their heads they built their nest of the bones of fish a stout and well-joined basket which floated on the waves as safely as any little boat and while their children the baby halcyons lay in this rocking cradle for seven days in the heart of winter no storms ever trouble the ocean and mariners can set out upon their voyages without fear for while his little grandchildren rocked in their basket the good king aeolus pitying the sorrows of his daughter halcyone was always especially careful to chain up in prison those wicked brothers the winds so that they could do no mischief of any kind that is why a halcyon time has come to mean a season of peace and safety end of section five Recording by Susan Morin, Portland, Maine.